following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. I need to do a poo and can you don a strap on and shove it up my shitter? Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. I know you've got a fact and I'm really dying for you to hear. I'm really, I really want you to say it. Go, go, go. So did you keep your eye on Lala, let me explain, recent poll about anal? I didn't, but you told me about it and you said it was hilarious. So tell me. I was really hooked on it. I was really, really hooked. But can you guess, Fiona, the percentage of women polled? How many, what percentage said that they have received anal sex? 80%. Wow, that's high. Is it not that high? No, it's not. It's 52%. No way. Said that, yeah, only 52 said that they have received anal. And that's actually really interesting that you predicted 80% because we'll talk about that later. Um, 37% said they had not received anal and 9% said they had received anal and they had also given anal okay right to their partners so there's also this she shared a really really interesting theory right i have described receiving anal before as it feeling like a reverse poo and like who's meant to exit the body not like be sucked up in so i've never really found it that pleasant and she attributes that feeling to and that sensation of feeling to you know like you need a poo when a penis is inserted in the anus because your brain associates the feeling of a full rectum with pooing so your brain is telling you that you're shitting because it actually doesn't know the difference between a dick and a poo that makes sense, it makes right? Sense, but what I want to know, though, is like, okay, your brain associates it with a poo, not a dick. But like, like obviously, you hear those stories about like, oh, the dick went out there and they just shat themselves. Is that the brain then being like, okay, it's time to poo. Let's poo. No, I. Well, it could be, but according to that recent poll. A lot of that's down to the woman's butthole not being sufficiently lubricated. Right. Um, you know, like we have discussed before, there's like preparation involved in good anal sex. Yeah, you have and to prep for days, don't you? You should prep, you should butt plug yourself for de- like days before, like every day. Okay. To like well train the butthole. Yeah, so like really slow and um gentle. And if that involves like a little bit of butt plugging in the run up, then absolutely. Why not? What she refers to a lot is adequate lubrication, because the ultimate form of lubrication for anal sex is actually different from vaginal that I didn't know. So it naturally needs to be long lasting because there's there's no lubrication whatsoever from a woman's anus. Obviously, her vagina is a very moist, um, a very moist part of the body, but there needs to be a heartier lubrication when it comes to anal sex. I think you need to keep, I think, yes, that too, but I think you need to do days of training your bum because the times 
the two times this is really awkward also because my boyfriend's literally sitting here listening to this but I'm just gonna say anyway see how annoyed he gets like the first two times it's gone in really easily and it hasn't hurt and I don't know why the first time I was really drunk so that probably was a reason but then the second time I think we'd used my butt plug quite often before and then the third time which was recently it fucking hurt it hurt so much Mm -hmm. because we hadn't done it for a while so my bum hole was the regular sphincter size that it should mm-hmm. be and it was hurt like a bitch and I was super I drunk find, so it definitely well you know what sometimes being drunk I feel that can help because you're kind of you're, you're you, know, relaxed. You, you lose your inhibitions a little bit you're more relaxed so her stories Fiona I find so so interesting I think they kind of hit home for me because I have had anal sex but I'm not saying that I was overly coerced but I definitely did it because I felt it was the right thing to do by the man in the relationship not because I was like oh my god I cannot wait to be fucked up the arse like that just really didn't appeal to me or occur to me so anatomically our buttholes are different and I don't mean like your butthole is different from my butthole Fiona like I'm talking men and women's buttholes are different Mm. and doctors are saying increasingly that they are afraid to speak out about the impact of anal sex on women because for fear of reprisal basically like the woke generation turn around and saying you know you're homophobic or you're not woke enough or whatever so there was this journal that came out this paper and a doctor said listen we need to stand up and actually speak about the impact of (coughs) anal sex on women and how it really um acutely impacts that area in terms of like fecal incontinence um like rupture of the sphincter and things like that And her point, I thought, was so I thought it was so salient and resonated hugely because she said she is not dissing anybody that loves anal sex. Like more power to you if you love it. If you love it, then fucking go for it, because if you love it, you obviously are, you know, sufficiently lubed up and you're getting all the pleasure out of it. But if you're doing it because you're you think that you need to do it to keep your partner happy, then really sit down and look at the facts of the case which it can really really cause your butthole and incumbent area serious damage in the long run and here's the thing as well Fiona in addition to like the anatomical differences like the man's um prostate his g-spot essentially is found up the butthole so that means that he actually garners immense pleasure when there's something put up there his orgasms are more intense but a woman doesn't have a g-spot up her butthole so essentially a lot of women are just getting pounded in a really painful and comfortable fashion just for the sake of it and I think what she's doing is having engaging in a really open and honest conversation about the realities of anal sex. The reality is the vast majority of women don't particularly enjoy anal sex. Some do and more part to you. If you do, I've got friends that absolutely love it. I personally don't, but the majority of women on that poll did it because they felt pressured by their partner. 
That's super interesting. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? We've got another hole. Yeah, but you're you're 100% right. But the porn industry has served to create a generation of men who think that women just absolutely love it up the arse. Yeah. And in like, in porn I like I don't know what kind of porn you you're into or whatever but whenever I'm watching porn and there's like anal sex like there's no lubing up involved it's like one minute they're fucking in the vagina and then the next minute she's like I want it in the ass and he just shoves it in and she's like oh my god this is amazing and I'm like that's not how it works no like that's not or at least that is not what we should be I mean I suppose it's like not the sexiest thing to like lube her up and lube her up gently and prepare her for like the insertion or whatever but yeah just just food for thought but that's why like we should really be like pioneering or like what's the word creating awareness for sites like make love not porn because that's like real people doing it and they will show their like lube and preparation yeah, and whatnot you know what? there is a oh let me find it lala let me explain recommends a website that she's actually affiliated with um and it's called have you heard of it fiona be educated sex education so mm. it's beeducated.com or something like this get educated something like that i'm going to share the link and that basically is a educational platform that talks people through like the realities of sex. Um, and I think that would be super interesting as well. So I'm going to check that out and I'll definitely, we'll definitely include that link once I clarify on our show notes as well. Brilliant. Well, whilst we're talking about the butthole, do you have a letter? I t- <laughs> Smooth transition, Fiona. Nicely, seamless. Um, I do have a letter. Let me bring it up. Hi, girls. Feeling hella ox about this letter, but fuck it. I have engaged in anal play with my boyfriend for months. Personally, I'm not into taking it, but my boyfriend loves a finger or two up there. His orgasms are something else. Recently, he asked about pegging, and honestly, I didn't even know what it was until he told me. He asked if I'd wear a strap on and fuck him in the ass and it has kind of given me the ick. Like the dynamic is off. I don't like the thought of riding him, but I know he will enjoy it and I probably will if I let myself go and I don't think about it too much. Right, Thee, before we continue, so we've had this letter in the inbox for a couple of weeks. We wanted to naturally tie it in. We did a poll on our Instagram. Have you ever heard of pegging? 73% said yes, they had. 27% said no, they hadn't on our Instagram, by the way. 8% said they had done pegging. The rest said no. That's quite like considering like what we have about 2000 Instagram followers and 8% of them, which like is not like a huge amount, but also I'm, I would have thought that less well i'm not entirely surprised because according to love honey they said they pulled it at 10 percent. they said that 10 percent of women have tried it and a further 10 percent would be up for trying it would you be up for it so we'll okay. talk about that in a second <laughs> let's finish the poll if a partner asked you would you be open to it 
52% said absolutely not. 24% said yes, but they'd probably feel weird. And 24% said, why not? Sex is for experimenting. So that to me is like pretty much a 50-50 split between fuck no and yeah, why not? If your partner asked you to peg them, would it bring their sexuality into question? 52% said yes, it would. And 58% said no. No issue with sexuality because that's where the man's G-spot is. So what's the issue? And I'm really quite impressed by that stat. Yeah. Of 58% because, you know, it's nothing to do with sexuality. No. It doesn't make somebody gay the fact that they like that anything whether it's a finger a couple of fingers yeah. I think that a penis or a, I think that shows the a dildo. I think that shows the society though that we live in right because I feel like if you had asked that question like five years ago I feel like we would have had way more people questioning the sexuality I think that because of like the kind of Caitlyn Jenner revolution of like coming out and just like all that that big movement and like pride being such a big thing I feel like we're so like open to it now that I just think that we've got so much more information so I don't I think yeah that, I do too I think, yeah, five I, years ago I think people would be like oh yeah 100% he's gay yeah totally grossed out by it like and I think there's a difference between wanting a your girlfriend's finger or fingers or a dildo up there and you know somebody saying I'd like a dick in my ass like they're two different yeah, yeah, things for sure. like so <laughs> I do you know what Fiona there is such an interesting article I previously shared with you it's actually um is it Marie Claire yeah. and we can link it in the show notes even the it. fact yeah even the fact that Marie Claire a really stand-up response respectable iconic legendary publication is on talking about pegging like this isn't the seedy thing that it once was like this is something that is like openly discussed at like around the water cooler in the office I mean it definitely would have been discussed over the water cooler yeah, in our sure. office but we talked about a hell of a lot of shit but yeah it's kind of I think it's a lot more common now um and on love honey there are so many accessories to if you're into pegging and you're thinking about pegging, there are so many accessories on there to help you help you in your pegging journey because you do need to be sufficiently geared up. Like you need a harness, for example, and you also need a dildo to insert into the harness. And there's this one and it's called a Tantus vibrating velvet dildo harness 31 pounds and seven pence and I'm imagining that whilst that's on you it's also vibrating to stimulate you you're, yeah 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 you're also stimulated then there's this kind of like pegging kit it's called the Tracy G sex strap on and pegging kit <laughs> and that is basically a one-stop shop so this girl's letter I get where she's coming from because whilst I'm very, and you asked me before what I do it and I'm about to tell you, whilst I'm very open to like, you know, play, not really on myself. I'm not a hundred percent into it. I have been into it in the past, but for the most part I felt coerced, but I am a big fan of giving you know play to my partner mm. 
No, I haven't with my current boyfriend. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was him walking into the room, but it's my dog. I was like, oh, fuck, what a moment for him to walk in. Indy, would you please stay in or stay out? I'm trying to have a conversation and this kind of needs privacy. Um, sorry. So I would be massively open to um, thing, you know, putting a finger up the butt or a couple of fingers. The thought of donning a strap on. Sorry, quickly before uh, you go in, how would you put like how would you put a couple of fingers like this? Just the, just like the same a, way that a well, no, you do it like a come hither motion with two though. Yeah, two or three, yeah. Just the exact same way a man, or just, sorry, the exact same way a woman would be fingered, you can finger a man's asshole. Or anybody's asshole. Sorry, I I want to be gender fluid here. (coughs) Excuse me. You can finger a a person's asshole the exact same way that you can finger a vagina. It's the same. So yeah, one finger, two fingers, three th- fingers especially if there's enough lube on there and they're turned on you could go in with a whole fucking fanta bottle if you really wanted and in fact when i <laughs> went to dubai <laughs> excuse me when i went to dubai we were doing the long distance thing he did once mention that he was having fun with a a bottle of fizzy pop i'm not sh- i hope it was a small bottle as opposed to a big fucking two liter but i'm <laughs> i'm imagining it was a small one <coughs> I'm so sorry. I am so coffee today. Right. I'm just like two weeks coming out of this flu, but it's like the, the dregs at this stage. But anyways, I would be fine with a finger or two, but I do get where this girl is coming from with the ick with standing behind your partner and inserting a massive dildo in their ass. Basically, you're, you're riding them from behind. I don't know how I feel about that, Fiona. What about you? I, well, it's like what you said in the poll. What was it? If your partner asked, would you do it? This is all crazy sitting right here. I, I feel like, de- I think it depends on the person. If he asked, I think I would be open to it. He's like shaking his head. <laughs> Does he know what we're talking about? Um, uh, but I, I think, do you know what? I don't think I could put on this, the like the harness and like fucking from behind. I just don't. His face is like, please stop talking. But I think I feel like I would do it with, like, if he asked, I think I would do it with like a like a vibrator if that's what he wanted. Because also, like, I think that what she needs to realize is that he, I think she needs to, if she does feel uncomfortable with it have an open conversation and say I'm uncomfortable with the strapping something on me but I'm happy to do it with like a vibrator or a dildo or whatever if that's what she's happy with because also I think sometimes in relation they're in a relationship you have to come to middle of the road like don't do anything that you don't want to do and also I think that a lot of the reason why pegging is so popular in so many relationships and I heard this on a podcast um today which was that it's actually a power play thing because the whole like obviously she was saying so I listened to the sex with Emily podcast because obviously I knew that we were talking about this so I was like let me get some information from her because she's an expert and like the snippet that I heard which was that penis owners obviously historically they're the ones that have got the power because it's that they're inserting into us blah 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 so 
there it's flipping it on its head basically and giving the power to the woman and obviously then they're not submissive anymore and that's a lot of the reason why people enjoy it because I think as I don't think it's often the sensation I think that it is the sensation yes but also I think that the reason why the strap on is has become more popular rather than just using a dildo which is like a quite a like normal thing or your finger is because you're giving complete power to someone else that wouldn't usually have the power in the bedroom in that sense. So yeah, I think for 100%. her, she needs to have an open conversation and be like, is it 100% because of the sensation or is it because you like this being dominated? And if so, are there other things in the bedroom that we can do that give me the power that might not necessarily mean that I do something I don't want to do? And you know what? In that article, Fiona, I found it so interesting. It referenced a lot about the power play thing and how a lot of men, and you have referenced this before. What was it you were talking about? Like high powered men always. Yeah, they could cheat. Quite often have like um, affairs with their subordinates and stuff. Men, a lot of men have very high pressure pressure jobs. Society dictates that they're the breadwinner, the provider, they're the ones that take care of X, Y, and Z. And a lot of the time that flips on its head in the bedroom and they do want to feel like they're the ones who are being dominated. They want to feel that they are submissive. They want to feel that sex is being done to them. And that's a that's an amazing leveler. On the flip side, <coughs> this listener needs to ask herself if she is comfortable with that. Personally, I've never been into the, my power play is like, I would like, I would have a submissive tendency and I don't know how I'd feel about being Me too. The, the, the dominatrix, so to speak. So, but equally, you're a hundred percent right. Does she have to don a strap on? Like I don't a think massive she does. Big, scary looking harness that just that in itself is so visually impactful I think that would in itself turn a lot of people on but equally turn a lot of people off it's too much so why not just start with inserting a dildo in his ass and then scaling it and going from there and like incremental stages yeah because I, I also read in this article um there's this one bit where they basically talk to people that have done the pegging and uh -huh. there's this one story about this girl and she starts casually having sex with this guy and then they introduce that I'm cutting it down they start she starts pegging him whatever and then like it goes in really easily and whatnot. And then she goes into her, his cupboard and finds like that he's got another dildo that's a smaller size. So like, it's obviously you lead up to the big one, kind of like the training your butthole with the plug. But I'm just thinking like, if she's uncomfortable with using a huge giant veiny dildo strapped on to the vibrating harness, there are obviously so many now toys that don't aren't so scary. Like if it's a case of yeah. that's, I, I think what she's getting at here is that she's finding the idea of it is giving her the ick, which means that it's probably like you said, like a visual thing. So maybe instead, I like look into toys that aren't going to scare the shit out of you. 
no pun intended and also Fiona I'm genuinely putting myself in the position of this listener and I'm very open in regards to like slipping a finger in and like I've referenced before my ex achieved the most intense orgasms I've ever seen like full body convulsion like eyes turning in the fucking back of his head like that's it's it was so apparent to me that this was doing something to him that like I couldn't even put into words that being said the thought of standing behind somebody with a strap on and literally fucking them that is like for me a step too far and I just feel like oh I don't I don't want to do that that actually doesn't make me feel sexy and I don't then look at you like a sexual being but then again that's my personal preference for power play and I think that this girl and I are maybe on the same wavelength in that respect I yeah so I think it takes a set I think if you are into it donning the harness on I think it takes a certain type of woman that you know that Cara Delevingne it says in the article peg the patriarchy I think that that is basically what's going through your mind I mean that's just my personal opinion obviously if you do like wearing strap-ons please get in touch because I'd be super interested to know and here's the thing Fiona we've completely forgot about lesbians for example who wear strap-ons but you know what all the you time. know what though my friend who's a who who's a lesbian she um I spoke to her about it and I said have you ever done it and she was like meh she was like if I wanted a dick I'd get with a guy and I was like yeah but isn't it like she was like that's not because she's someone that came out quite late in life she came out it must have been about 22 yeah 22 and um she said why would I bother and she was like yeah we use sex toys but and she was like but they're not it's not why I'm with a woman and in that I mean obviously like each couple is different each person is different so like that was her her um rationale like in the same way that she her but this is also types as well like for her she was like um also please I really hope I don't offend anyone by saying this (laughs) she really only goes for girls that are super girly looking like she doesn't go for that you know the what she calls a football lesbian, which apparently is a thing, um, the same way as gay men have bears, cubs, what's the other one? Twinks, that sort of thing. They have the same, they have the same in um, with uh, gay women um, because she was like, otherwise I'd be with a guy. And I was like, but maybe that's her own thing. Um, I think that's her preference because I've got quite a few gay women friends and some of them absolutely love a strap on. So but I think, again, the dynamic is different. It's Ultimately, this all boils down to what are you comfortable with? What does it for you? If, it's, if something is making you feel so fundamentally uncomfortable that it's like giving you the ick, then have a conversation about a middle of the road um, compromise with that. And I just think, a, oh, my God, and that, um, this love, honey, um, in this article. Maybe it's sponsored by Love Honey. I'm bringing Love Honey up a lot. I think it's because they suggested different accessories to bolster your pegging journey. But you know, there's a pegging device and it's a strap on. Like it's essentially like a a bandage that you'd wear if you pulled a muscle and you wore it on your thigh, but then there's oh, a hole yeah, cut out. I saw that. 
So essentially, then that means that the how the fuck did you do that? Be... Though you'd have to have it on here. Okay. And what you like so, kicking your leg? Okay, Sorry. so I I thought that, and I the there is a visual to explain what should be done with that. So this is maybe for people with mobility issues ah, that yeah. can thrust in the same way. That's quite good. Um. Yeah, so they can wear it, but also it's for people with full mobility that also want to have use of their um their genital area. So they've got full use of that area. It can be fully stimulated, but they've also basically got a dick hanging off their thigh. I don't know if that's the most <laughs> succinct analogy, but I'm just trying to picture it myself. I want to see if I can bring up this visual, Fiona, and send it to you to see if you can make... To see if you can make any sense of it but the point is if you are a bit weirded out by the the strap on okay Fiona this is coming okay, to you I okay see. are you gonna know what's happened to me uh just a second <laughs> you know what let me just what's happened to what's you and tell me what you think okay I'm ready okay because I actually do think this is quite a good way to explain it. Is it video? There you go. I okay, just sent okay. it to you. Oh, you can also see from this that one ah. of the stick figure men have actually um, attached the thigh strap onto a pillow. So essentially, he's essentially just riding the pillow with the dick but attached. But I think that's, if you're, doing, if you're on your own, I think that's a masturbation okay. thing, not a okay got you well that's clever that that's clever. like dual function then so a lot what of do you think have you, have you not like a lot of people masturbate with pillows i've seen it on in porn i was in like not i've not watched it but i've seen it on come up on the thing lots of people do it as in just like rubbing themselves yeah. on a pillow oh apparently it's like I mean, a thing good. so this is not completely off are you sure it's on a pillow i can't see anything oh you've just taken a photo okay fine Sorry, I've just taken a fit. I can't actually. Um, yeah, my like laptop isn't being great. But oh my god, if I it. did this with my boyfriend, the one where she's strapped it on and he's sitting on it, he would literally you'd crush me. Yeah, that's what I was trying to like, picture. If he's so bouncing up and down on my leg. There is, I if you can describe that, well, Fiona, I'm not very descriptive. No, I'm not saying but it looks to me, he's like, I'm not that fat. I'm not saying you're fat, you're just a lot taller than me. Like there's a girl sitting down and her boyfriend is essentially sitting on her lap with her back to her chest and she's got this strap on thing strapped to her leg. And does he just sit and bounce up and down on her thigh? I see that's quite uncomfortable. This pillow thing is really funny. So anyways, the point the point is there are a myriad of accessories. If you're into it, if you're feeling it, we highly recommend that you jump onto Love Honey. Fiona, do you know if they delivered to Dubai no, or is that? They don't, sadly. Is this, no. What about buying sex toys in Dubai? Because I feel that they're a lot more common now. Like you can you, find, like you can't buy them in like a regular shop. You can get them in Dragon Mart. It is being known, but I'd be a bit scared to go and get a vibrate a sex toy from Dragon Mart. Yeah, but there's a lot of Instagram channels selling sex toys, sex toys, and even Amazon sell a lot of back massagers. Yeah, that my yeah. Friend kindly, Sheriff DG have an excellent back massager. It's the one that my friend Joanne would buy for every girlfriend that went through a big breakup. Would all like <laughs> that's so get funny. Our, 
our gifted um, back back massager. But yeah, lovehoney.com if you're interested. Go on there and just have a look around at what is on offer. And it doesn't have to be massive, scary leather ball and chains, black throbbing veiny dicks of the pegging world. It can be something a little bit more genteel. And also on there, they have a specific silicon lube that assists in anal sex i really didn't like know, i said i didn't know that there was different lubes to be honest well makes yeah sense. i mean it does make sense right because the that the butthole isn't a naturally lubed moist, moist lubed area worst word ever so l- listen we have just talked about fucking pegging for a whole podcast <laughs> and you have the audacity <laughs> to pull me up for my use of the word moist Fiona wish are you kidding me <laughs> um anyway if you want any more information about pegging please contact Laura she has all the answers hold on Fiona before we yeah. move on you cheeky little monkey when you um did you answer the question about would you do it? Would you would you peg? I would if he really wanted me to. Okay. I would okay. I think I don't know. I don't think I'd get grossed out. Okay. More because well. more because it's him. I don't I don't I think it depends I think it depends on the person. I think he could do anything and I wouldn't be grossed out. That is so oh my god, that is so cute. Because he tells me he, he needs to go for a poo and I don't get grossed out. I still want to have sex with him. Can yeah, we have sex tonight? Telling you He's that, nodding. You know, I need to do a poo and can you don a strap on and shove it up my shitter? There's two kind of different things, <laughs> but I feel like when you're really with somebody, you'll just like take yeah, it. I don't think I would be that, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be that phased by it. But let me know if you would like me to order you the fucking one-stop shop pegging. I know he doesn't want it. I know he doesn't want it because before this podcast I asked, I was like, would you want me to peg you? And he said no. Yeah, my boyfriend doesn't want anything in that area area. whatsoever. No. But, you know, each to their own. No judgment. If you're into it, just make it as safe and as enjoyable as possible. El Couture recommends we have of course our code that remains as love bites 20 and the code can be set up so it can be used multiple times by any customer it is free global shipping over a hundred dollars tax and duties are covered by Elkachor. there is a four hour dubai delivery available and there are now almost three stores one on our Wassel Road, one on the beach JBR. And then, of course, they have their Mall of Emirates pop-up, which will be opening very soon. I feel like Dubai is starting to cool down a little bit, Fiona, oh and a lot more people are out and about walking. So I think the JBR reopening is a big one. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Because um, essentially in the summer, nobody walks and meanders in Dubai. But now people are starting to venture out and the JBR store is going to be hella busy moving forward. They oh my gosh, it's it's also in such a great location. Um, the code can be used online and in store on full price items. And I was actually in there this week and I tried on the all-round lounge collection, which is their new loungewear collection. They have the most amazing um like trackies and like a matching uh like a what are they called? I don't want to call it a sweater. That's like what my mom would call it. What am I trying but to say? But it's a really it's like a jersey it's a top. Really- 
thin material yeah is that the one that it has long sleeves and there's kind of it kind of um goes up around the yeah tummy? so there's um the top Love is that. like a long sleeve jersey top the jersey that's what it is and it knots at the front but also you can wear it both ways so if you wear it um back to front it's like a backless top it's really amazing and they've got it in chocolate um black and then also there's a cream color which is um its actual color is eggnog which is quite cute Hmm, just in time for Christmas. Do you know what? I think I'm going to order one of those to travel. I've got a couple of holidays coming up. I'm going to Greece for a week and then I'm going to Spain for a week. And I always travel like a real slob, Fiona. You know, like those girls and you see them in the airport. Like you're either a hot airport girl or you're a fucking slug. And I fall into the slug category. And I would love to wear something on the flight that I felt nice in. Alcatraz. They got your back. They've got some great loungewear. Um, Laura, tell me, what have you been up to this week, consumerism-wise? I'm not going to lie, Fiona. The last couple of weeks have been fucking shithouse for me. I have been so under the weather. I feel, and you know what? I was around with my friend recently and her husband was like, Laura, we feel like you're always sick. And I'm like, you're fucking right. I am always sick. I'm not looking after myself, not eating enough food, good food rather, eating plenty of food but not enough good food and my boyfriend eats like a 15 year old boy like he only really eats beige food um like cheese on toast chicken nuggets fries pizza and as a result I just kind of eat like him because it's easier and my immune system is shot to absolute shit and I have been researching quite a bit of well health boosting foods I don't know if you have them in Dubai Fiona but they're basically a product they're supplements called real r-h-e-a-l I don't think so I'm sure we could get it online r-h-e-a-l and this like they're a really lovely couple but they made it famous on Dragon's Den so they have got supplements like greens power greens and then berry burst and then like a balancing elixir for women around their like hormones and things like that so I am basically I've made my order I've ordered this whole introduction box I will keep you updated (coughs) for me it's going to be a really easy way just to take a little bit of control of my health because I don't know about you Fiona but like I buy these really expensive supplements and then take them for a week max and then just stop mm, you've got to keep going with them and I know that people will be listening to this and just say eat some fucking broccoli and I am going to start to completely readjust my diet but this is something that I am um, I'm going to invest in this actually wasn't what I wanted to talk about by the way I just went off on a random tangent as I often do what I am um, the point was I really haven't been reading much or watching much the last couple of weeks because I've just been feeling so far sorry for myself but I did re-listen to one of my favorite true crime podcasts it is called teacher's pet have you heard of it heard of it I'm not a true crime podcast listener okay I nor was I can I just politely request that you listen to this one podcast (laughs) That's the only one. So my boyfriend kept on going on about you need to listen to the teacher's pet. And I was like, it sounds shit. I don't want to listen to it. And then I think we were on a six hour road trip and we needed something to fill the time. Like who fucking speaks to each other on a road trip? 
it's about it's actually a uh, a crime that's still ongoing in Australia and it is a saga where this basically this woman goes missing for 20 30 years she is never found and her husband everybody suspects her husband and when you hear the story behind it you'll be flabbergasted at every single whip and turn and it's a really exciting one to listen to because it's in court at the moment despite the the crime quote-unquote being 30 years old maybe much longer but a brilliant podcast if you want to dip your toe in the ocean of true crime even if you're not into true crime it's just a really really compelling listen so easy to listen to enraging at times but brilliant and that is teacher's pet well i have got two recommendations i'm going to save the one that i was actually going to do for next week um because one is because you made me think of it and two one is going to help you so the first one is that my friend ryan is a screenwriter and he wrote um for bafta um a true crime podcast called the doodler so the doodler is okay. also a case that is still open. Um, he actually found it because he was submitting. This was like back when, like this was like a few years ago, where he was uh-huh. submitting something for BAFTA, and he was in the archives in this library, and he found this um, case which is still ongoing in San Francisco, and it's basically about this serial killer, and they named him the Doodler. And basically, what the serial killer used to do in San Francisco in the seventies—that's how long it's been going on for—they still haven't found him—is he would kill specifically gay men in the seventies, and then draw their picture and leave it at the crime scene. Wow. And anyway, so Ryan basically wrote it. It's on Apple Podcasts. Um, and the doodler. the doodler um it's really good i've listened to it and it is really really good um he also wrote um he wrote a screenplay that was um for it and i went and watched they for bafta he only did like two scenes of it and it was really really good um so do recommend that and then i've got another app for you by the way this is like a full-on app recommendation because elcatraws is also an app but we're going with it it's fine um i for you laura bruni have got the Feel Better app by Deliciously Ella. So Deliciously Ella, if you do not know, is Ella Mills. And she basically is the creator of Deliciously Ella, which is a um, plant-based, um, it was started off as a Instagram. Food. And then she's now got cookbooks. She's got Ella. She's just a whole brand in herself, isn't she? And she's so likable, so I normal. feel as well. They've also got a wellbeing podcast, which I really enjoy listening to. So basically this app, it's only £1.50 for the month for a month. It's nothing. And it has like recipes. It's got yoga. Um, it's got mindfulness. It's got meditation and all the recipes. Like I've, I use them quite often. Like they've got, she's got like a whole host of salads and they're not boring salads. And also if you're not- What's it called? Feel, feel better. better. And if you're not a, a vegan or you're not plant-based and you want to add like meat and protein, you can for sure. But she's got things like crunchy peanut Indonesian style salads. Like how yummy does that oh, sound? Yum. And today I made, like, yeah. this, she has this like really yummy, like creamy kale tofu salad, which I had for lunch today. And everything is so easy. It's super quick. Like that salad took me like 10 minutes to make. I've literally downloaded it it's right so now. It's so good. So a 20 or a year subscription is 24.99 or a monthly access is £2.99. I've just downloaded that. It's so good because I often, I've had her books in the past and I found a lot of the recipes to be quite 
long because I think for a recipe yeah, book complicated a lot of ingredients yeah. are required and we all don't have those really like nutritional yeast knocking around our cupboards the way she did yeah so back back when she was doing her books like those things weren't really accessible so but then I discovered this app and like sunshine pasta for example sunshine pasta salad literally all it is is like oat milk nutritional yeast mustard sweet corn like it's all and also I've noticed that a lot of her stuff is actually really cheap it's like because if you buy yourself like some nutritional yeast which isn't that cheap you got it and then you can use it in like several of her recipes anyway it's really good moving on to um elk chores recommendation i actually love this app it is the co-star astrology app and it's basically you're not into star signs are you not overly (laughs) it basically is a it's a astrology app and um, me and my friends both have it and it basically it gives you your daily horoscope it's really good but also what's funny is that like I've noticed that it gives me my friend Sophie's horoscope as well so I can see it's really cute because you can like link up with friends it's a really nice app and if you are into astrology like me then I would very much recommend downloading it good Good stuff stuff. oh my god we're bang on 45 minutes that never happens can I just ask before we end Mm. if anybody any of our listeners have used or eaten or ingested something that has really helped bolster their immune system I would be so appreciative if you could let me know what you're doing and I know that I need to readdress my diet Fiona Mm. I know it's like the biggest thing right now and I'm not getting enough sleep and I know all these things and I am going to put them in place but yeah if there's any supplements or I've got something for Anything you. I would just love to hear from you because I am so sick for two weeks, Fiona. I've been knocked at my feet. And I'm really just sick and tired of feeling like shit. Um, I've got something for you, Laura. I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna tag you in it. It's basically a um Ayurvedic skincare brand and it's called Renovat. I'm gonna find it because I can't find it now. And she does an Ayurvedic immune boosting tonic, and it's not anything crazy. You make it in batch and then you have it in your fridge and it's got things like cayenne pepper and blah blah all that crap and it's really good well just to quickly leave on one making one point the ginger thing ginger up the arsehole so with not ginger up the arsehole on this occasion but obviously we had on maria the hormone health coach and one of the first very first things she does with any of her clients to regulate regulate hormones is she recommends a cup of ginger tea to start off every single morning and you shouldn't actually have it later on in the night because it can excite the system but by ginger tea we mean a knob of fresh ginger not tea bag not powder and you can scrape off the skin it's best to scrape off the skin and just slice it into two or three little slices let's say there's about an inch worth of ginger or if you really want a potent dose you can grate the ginger and then add that to the water and let it let it sit and that for her is one of her the most powerful tools in her arsenal and 
I'm going to start to do that every day because if you ever drink ginger tea, um, like hot water and ginger, you can actually feel the warming effect that it has on your insides. And that is hugely beneficial for digestion, for your skin, for your hormones, all those things. So I think we all need to start a ginger revolution and get behind Maria at The Hormone Health Coach. Love that. Well, thank you so much, Laura. And see you later. See you later.